This is BVK for Ocean City Tourism, OCMD Streaming Audio. On March 11th, 2024, the title of the spot is STSA Leisure Summer. This is a 30-second composite stereo streaming audio mix. Get away with friends to the laid-back Maryland coast, where you can catch up while casting off and hang 10 while hanging out, where a day on board is never boring and full throttle is half the fun, where you can sink a putt, raise a glass, and there's always room for one more round. Ocean City, Maryland, somewhere to smile about. Book your trip at oceocean.com. At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate, pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Grammar Girl here. I'm Mignon Fogarty, and you can think of me as your friendly guide to the English language. We talk about writing, history, rules, and cool stuff. Today, I'm talking with Lindsay McMahon of the All Ears English podcast, which is for people who are trying to learn English. She had an interesting experience recently when she tried to hire someone for her business and ended up going through a lot of resumes and cover letters with problems. And she has some great advice on how people can improve their chances of getting an interview by improving what they say in those all-important pieces of writing that are the first thing a potential employer sees. I hope you find it useful. Hi, Lindsay. Thanks for being here with me today. Hi, Mignon. Thank you for having me on the show. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, you bet. Well, so you recently did some hiring and you said you have some advice about a language and words that people should use when they're applying for jobs for both new college grads and probably, you know, anyone who's applying for a job, right? So, and, and you think things are a little different now. So why don't you start by talking about uh, what is different now? Absolutely. I think that the game has really changed. I mean, it is all about the words that you use, right? That's what gets you the job, whether it's in a cover letter or the way you reach out on LinkedIn. It's so important. But I think this is especially important now that we are kind of moving into a hopefully soon a post-COVID-19 world, right? Um, A lot of businesses are maybe moving from a brick and mortar space into an online space, right? Going 100% remote, teams maybe getting smaller, more nimble. So it's so important the way that we approach the application. And again, it's all about the words that you choose. So I do have some advice after looking over our hiring round. Back in October, we got a great team member as another podcaster for All Ears English. Um, But we got a lot of cover letters that had some interesting language that I would advise against, especially for a fast action-oriented team. Yeah. Right. There's nothing like getting a stack of applications that makes you start thinking about the way people use their language, right? (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So so what do you think people need to focus on first? All right. So the first and most important thing I think is to connect on the philosophy. And we can know this from the words that the company uses when they talk to their, what we call tribe, right? Different business philosophers have used this word tribe, like Seth Godin, for example. Um, Building, you know, a lot of online businesses, they are audience-based, right? They're based on a small or a large or small group of people that follow them and they connect on values, values and philosophy. So what you need to do is understand what that is by consuming their content. 
you know, and if you are a fit for that value, go ahead and communicate that first and foremost in your, whether it's a cover letter, an actual cover letter or reaching out, you have to connect on that level, especially with smaller online teams, because that's what gets their attention. Yeah. And so when people were applying for a job with you, what were some of the things they did that, that were right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So our value, our slogan, but it's so much more than a slogan. It is this concept of connection, not perfection. We teach ESL, English as a second language, and business English to non-native English speakers around the world. So maybe people who want to immigrate or they want to do business abroad. And our philosophy, and we show this in every episode, it's it's everywhere, is the idea of connection, not perfection. That means that when you are trying to speak with someone, it should always and almost only be about maintaining the human connection connection and other aspects of the language come second, like grammar, like vocabulary, like mistakes. We need to maintain the connection all the time, regardless of the mistakes we're making. So I could tell in cover letters whether people saw that, first of all, in the words they chose and whether they would be a good fit with us. Right. And I saw that when I went to your your site and your social media, I immediately saw that that was your philosophy. And I think that's a lesson for small businesses too, that it's important to, you know, are you communicating your values and your philosophy through all your, all your material that's out in the world? You know, you want to make sure not only that people who are applying for jobs with you, you know, can see what you're about, but also just, you know, your customers or the people you want to work with. So words, the words matter. They do. Words matter completely. It goes both ways too. Yeah, you're right. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So, so what are some things that um, you feel, felt like people really shouldn't say in their cover letter or their email that you know goes with the resume they're sending? Yeah, completely. So as I was combing through kind of our cover letters that we got in the fall to prepare for this episode, a few things really stood out. So the first thing is please just avoid words that are already, you know, statements that are already expected or assumed, right? For example, a lot of people said, I'm very enthusiastic. I was very excited to find this job. The problem with that is that it's a waste of space and it really adds no extra information. I assume you're excited, right? I assume you're enthusiastic. Otherwise, why would you apply? It seems obvious, but I know I used to write these things in my cover letters or my email applications, Right. Right. So would would something more appropriate to be something like, um, I was excited to hear that you, you know, care about um connection and not perfection. Mm-hmm. But, you know, something more specific yeah. like that or Yeah. I mean, I think it's important, like we said before, to address that philosophy. But one thing I would do is prove that you're excited by picking out one one product or one thing that they seem to be working on. It's hard to find out everything that's going on behind the scenes of a company, but dig into their their website, their LinkedIn profile, everything that they've put out there, figure out what they're working on and mention, you know, what are you excited about that? Like, what could you move forward within that project? What could you contribute to that project? Mm-hmm. And then yeah. I guess also, I, I always liked it when people read the job description and then mirrored that um, that mm-hmm. language back to me in the cover mm-hmm. letter. It showed that they had really read and understood what we were looking for. Definitely. As long as it's correct, as long as it's true, right, about them. That's important too. Right, right. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. What's another phrase that, that really jumped out at you as sort of a waste of space? Yeah, waste of space. I would say this word, I'm a hard worker. And again, mm. again, this comes back to how times are going to be changing, you know, this fall, next winter, teams being smaller. Everyone needs to be a hard worker. On our team, we assume you're a hard worker, right? We really hustle as a team because we are a small team. We are online. There really isn't 
any any room for for wasting time. Uh, and so, saying you're a hard worker is is really saying nothing. <laughs> so, how can how can someone instead prove that they're mm. a hard worker? So, write about what you've done, right? And I know is a limited amount of space, and we have to keep this short and concise. But write about something specific that you did, the results you created, um, ideas that you saw through to fruition. That's how we can show that we're a hard worker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What are some other um, meaningless words and phrases that jumped out at you? So this is a common one and you do see this all over the place where I'm passionate about something. Again, mm-hmm. it doesn't carry much meaning. Uh, why would you apply if you are not passionate about it? Uh, and it's overused. It's just so commonly used. And there's so many words out there that we just hear over and over. So they start to lose their meaning, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, there, it's it's called semantic bleaching, is what linguists linguists actually call it. That it's great because it sort of bleaching, it sort of fades the meaning of the word. I, I love, love that it. phrase. That's yeah. fantastic. <laughs> yeah, and and then to go and you know to that end, there's also meaningless adverbs, like very mm. interesting. This job application is very interesting. I truly believe I've seen that. I used to write that, but I cringe when I see it now because it's really not adding much. Just say I believe or I think. Right. Keep mm. it simple. Um, I believe my experience doing X prepares me to contribute meaningfully, right? It just feels like it's too flowery. It's too much. Um, Save these things for conveying a a powerful uh, presentation in the interview, right? It doesn't add much when it's on paper. Right. I noticed that when, you know, when I do the Grammar Girl podcast, usually it's scripted Mm -hmm. and then I put the um, transcript up as an article on the website. And the biggest change I make between the the script and the written word is removing adverbs. Because when we're speaking, you want adverbs. I'm very interested. It's really important. You know, like when you're speaking, Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. conveys a lot of enthusiasm and it sounds natural, but it looks ridiculous on the page. Yes, that's the key. And it wastes time, right? Again, it comes back to people are going to be so busy in this new era and we don't have time to waste. I mean, to that end, another one is unnecessary verbs. Saying Mm. things like, I believe I can, instead of just, I can, right? I mean, what does it add when we say, I believe I can? It almost conveys a sense of weakness in a way, in my mind. Mm. Um, Just say, I can, right? Instead of saying, I feel our industry needs to to change, say, our industry needs to change. It keeps it simpler and tighter. Right. Remember that that person who's getting your application is probably reading 30 more. (laughs) You want it to be quick for them too. Be considerate. Mm -hmm. One word that always bothers me is honestly. Honestly, Mm. I I can, you know, and it's so unnecessary. (laughs) That's another good one for, yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. And and what about jargon? What about uh, corporate language or industry jargon? Yeah, I think it's really important if you are going to use corporate jargon, make sure you know the company you're applying to because we did have some applicants use like extensive corporate jargon and we're not a really a big corporation. So it really kind of fell flat for us, right? For example, by leveraging my time as a classroom educator at Blank University, I transitioned into a more business-centric environment to scale impact, things like that. Oh my gosh. It just, it's, too <laughs> mu- it's too much, right? It's just too much for a small company company, a small nimble company. And in the end, it doesn't say much at all. Right, right. Yeah. I, I, I have gone to come, come again on the company side. I've gone to company web pages that have, you know, things like that on their landing page. And I honestly, oh, I just said honestly. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, 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 I can't figure out what the company does because they've yeah. used so much jargon. And, but those tend to be, they tend to be large corporations that do yeah. that, you know, that, yeah. mm-hmm. that are selling to other businesses. So I agree. Yeah. yeah that's why it's so important. Maybe if we are applying to a large corporation, that may be great. That may be exactly what they're looking for. But I think the key is knowing who you're applying to and making the words fit. Right. Yeah. There are over 75 million monthly Tubi viewers. 
That's more people than there are in France, which means Tubi is more popular than cigarettes for breakfast. It's more popular than considering iced coffee a total abomination. More popular than loving political revolutions. More popular than mer and mer somehow being different words. Tubi, it's more popular than being French. See you in there. It's one thing falling in love with a house, picturing yourself moving in and calling it home, and quite another navigating the world of price negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. An agent who's a Realtor can make understanding that world easier. Realtors have the expertise, access to proprietary data, and tools to help you get from imagining living somewhere to actually doing it. That's the kind of help we can provide. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Remember the frustration of trying to memorize vocabulary and grammar rules only to find you couldn't actually use the language in real life? Well, there's a better way to learn. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program with millions of users learning 25 different languages, and you can get it on your desktop or as an app on your phone or tablet. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways with its intuitive process. It's really different. You pick up the language naturally, first with words, then the phrases, and then with sentences. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. Don't put off learning that language. There is no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Grammar Girl listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Is it rosettastone.com slash grammar. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash grammar today. So now we focused on a lot of the things that people do wrong when they're applying for mm-hmm. jobs. What what are some some things that you think they should do instead? Yeah, I mean, definitely if you're applying to a job at a small business or a tech startup or a bootstrap company, I love that term bootstrapped because it means they don't receive venture funding. They're trying to fund it all themselves, right? They want someone who can be, again, like we said, quick and direct. So simple is better. I think I learned in school that simple is not better. <laughs> but what I've learned in the business world is that simple is actually more powerful. I, yeah. Do you feel that way about your kind of learning like high school, oh, college? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, in, in college and high school, it seemed like we were trying to make everything sound important. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think people get into bad habit of trying to write to sound smarter. And usually you, it, it, it's counterproductive. You just right. don't. And in the business world, it's, at least, it's important to... The, the most important thing is communicating clearly. And usually mm-hmm. that means keeping it as simple as possible. Yeah, completely. So it's almost like we have to unlearn what we've learned in our schooling and then go to a new a new way of being. So I mean, to that end, making it about the company, not about you, right? That's so important because oh, I yeah. think when the company is scanning through your cover letter, they're thinking about their problems or their challenges, right? Or their goals, right? They're, they're coming at it from that perspective. So if you can meet them there, it's going to be super powerful. Yes. I saw a lot of that. People would say, this job is right for me because X. And instead mm-hmm. you want to say, um, I can, con- you know, you have this need and I can fill it instead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's also important to be opinionated because I think people respect you when you're opinionated. 
Mm, I have mixed feelings about that. I guess it depends on whether I agree with the person's opinion. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You don't want to kind of, what's the term, ruffle any feathers, I guess, uh, from the beginning for sure. But I think having certain opinions that maybe wouldn't be so controversial, certain things about a field and stating them would be mm-hmm. really good to do and would make you stand out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I've definitely seen applications though, where people say, um, you know, I think your company is doing this wrong and I can help you do it better this way. And, and Mm. I find that somewhat offensive because they, they aren't, as an outsider, you're never that familiar with what a company is doing. Mm, absolutely. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that you right, you don't know what's going on behind the scenes and you definitely don't want to insult someone. I think doing it in a slightly less controversial approach, maybe saying, hey, I have some ideas. I see you're doing this. I have some ideas that I think could add value. Um, leaving a bit of a cliffhanger too is kind of interesting. Mm, what would be a cliffhanger? Well, I just remember uh, one of my colleagues that eventually joined the team during our one of our interviews, we did a series of interviews she did say at the end, you know, I see what we're doing. I do have some ideas. And that was intriguing to me because that's actually rare when people interview that they say, I have these ideas. Um, it's just a different way of thinking in an interview as an interview interviewee. Yeah. Right. And what about, um, what about asking questions? You know, I think, yeah, for sure. I think that's super important. I think that could also happen in the interview process. Um, but maybe throwing something in somehow in your initial application. Yeah. I think that couldn't hurt. It shows that you're interested. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, you know, I I tried to find this out about your company and it wasn't available in your public information, but I'm curious whether you X, Y, or Z or something like that. Yeah, for sure. I think the important identifying gaps in the market also is really great because that shows the company that you think in that way. Right. I mean, for us, we're a small team of teachers, but we also have to do business stuff and marketing. So showing someone that's going to be hiring you that you can think in both ways as an educator and as a marketer is super important. Again, in this new new economy we're going to be going into. Right. Well, yeah, the old rules no longer apply. Mm -hmm. So thank you for sharing, uh, you know, what you learned going through this stack of resumes. That's always (laughs) really instructive. For Uh, sure. Yeah. What what are your final thoughts? Yeah. So that really is it. I mean, things are going to change at this point and they already were changing, to be honest, right? Companies, like I said, are moving online. Um, You may be competing with people all over the world, right? For a similar job. Mm -hmm. So we want to be smart about our word choices and and just kind of be as simple and straight to the point as we can add value right from the start. Yeah. Great. And if you're, if you are someone who's trying to learn English, you know, the podcast, All Ears English, Lindsay's podcast is great. And how can people find you, Lindsay? Definitely. So just go wherever you download podcasts, wherever you listen and subscribe, just type in All Ears English. And you can also come to our website to check us out at allearsenglish.com. Great. Thanks so much. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening today. If you'll be applying for a new job at some point in the future, I hope you found that helpful. I'm Mignon Fogarty, better known as Grammar Girl. You can find all the Grammar Girl articles at the home of my network, quickanddirtytips.com. And you can find me on Twitter and Facebook as Grammar Girl, and on Instagram as The Grammar Girl. Thanks to my producer, Nathan Sams. And that's all. Thanks for listening. A lot can happen between falling in love with a house online and owning it. Between imagining living there and breathing in your new home for the first time. Having an advocate who can help you navigate the complex world of financing, inspections, negotiating, analyzing the market, and talking through any anxieties that may pop up 
that can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors and bound by a code of ethics. Because that's who we are. At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate. Pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu.